0: Sports Interaction, Canada sports book. It's March Mania at Sports Interaction. NHL, NBA, MLB, March Madness, and so much more. It's bananas. Play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness, exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario, use the QR code you see at the bottom of the screen, or head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN to get started. 19 plus Please play responsibly. Hello, Oilers fans. How many of you are with us right now? It is a late, late game. Thanks for tuning in to Game Over Edmonton against the Arizona Coyotes. It is 11.28 Mountain Time. You know what? I, I've We've never actually confirmed, Zach, but what? where are our viewers coming from? You know what? type where you are right now type what time it is for you in chat zach i know you are in calgary same time zone
1: yeah but this is a this is a late late game dude dude i'm delirious right now i'm exhausted and especially this game man like it was so boring for such long stretches that it was so painful sitting on the couch i was oh man i shouldn't have been distracted by my phone but i I definitely was for long periods. This game was rough. You could tell. The Oilers were probably just about as sleepy as we were for long periods. You know, they show up, they get, what was it? Like they had seven, eight shots in the first 10 minutes. Arizona didn't have any. They kind of push hard. McDavid gets that beautiful goal off the back of Ingram's head. Kind of just, you know, typical genius creativity. Awesome. Mm. Absolutely meant to do it just can't even put words to describe the greatness that you see from a nightly basis from him it looked like he was flying early and then it looked like the Oilers kind of just hit a wall right they just got exhausted Ingram started standing on his head a little bit and then the Oilers kind of just plateaued from there on out and then you saw the Coyotes kind of take it to them there were long periods of pressure like man I never in a million years thought I would ever be thinking when the the Schmaltz-McBain-Keller line on like Guys, just get it to OT. Just get the puck down the ice. And in the last minute of the game, when Cody Cece gets that stupid ass icing, he can't get the puck out of the damn zone. I was getting so frustrated. There was there was there was an off night. Uh, this was an off night for many Oilers. Kane, I thought Hyman, Nurse, Cece, Stu Skinner, looking at you, wise Kyle, not pulling any punches. <laughs> wise, in uh, chat. Exactly. It, it was it was it was a rough game. But again, this is one of the things we've kind of seen over the last part, and it's that will versus skill. You had a team, even though they played the last night, second hand of a back-to-back, the Oilers just are so much more skilled, right? Yeah, and I
0: mean, you look at it, this Arizona Coyotes team, they played last night in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, not a fun trip over to Edmonton, but... I guess maybe the extra hour they got from this game starting late helped gas them up a little bit because they looked like the better team for a lot of uh, a lot of time tonight. Uh, the Oilers just—they're—they're they're just so much more skilled than the Coyotes. Obviously, a couple of storylines coming into this: uh, Michael Kesselring traded from the AHL affiliate Bakersfield Condors to the Coyotes in the Nick Bukestad trade. Made his appearance in Edmonton for the first impressive. time tonight.
1: Impressive on the first pairing. Like 16, over 16 minutes played today. Like yeah. really good showing from Michael Kessering. Plus one. one. Uh, but yeah, no, I was very impressed with Michael Kesslering. I definitely thought he was sworn. Definitely. And I know he came a little close at the end, but yeah, that was, uh, that was intense. Um, yeah, no shore as well tonight.
0: Yeah, no, sure. A little bit banged up. Oh, Rob in chat. Hearts out to producer Rob, mod Rob, editor Rob. Uh, Jack of all trades. My guy coming in from Ontario. So that's like, what, 1 1.30 a.m.? Uh we got some late night viewers. Uh Southeast Georgia says TBK pl- TBK Georgia? Plays. It's Georgia, 1 30 a.m. Uh, Georgia, America. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not Georgia in in Asia. Um <laughs> Yeah, I assume.
1: Aust- Australia,
0: awesome. 4 p.m. Okay, so there's a there's a midday
1: matinee game for you, John Jensen. But oh, glad John's back joining us again. I was shocked to see we had viewers from Australia in the chat. There's 41 people watching now. Uh Man, I can't believe there's not many people this late at night. If you guys want to go ahead, smash that like button, Dennis, before we kind of get into the game, what, what should the like goal be?
0: Oh, man. It's it's a tough one. It's a late night game. But you know what? Let's just push ourselves. Maybe in the next 24 hours, we'll get a little bit of a viewer bump here. Uh, let's do Nick Bukestad, 72.
1: 72. I like it. We're pushing game the high. pace. Pushing the pace. A lot you know, more better of a pace than the Oilers played with tonight. Cause damn, no, the Coyotes, like I was so impressed with their work ethic. You know, they get down early on a goal uh, from Connor McDavid. And I kind of thought they were going to fold, right? You just see those teams it's late in the year. They don't have much gas in the tank. They played second and of back-to-back their backup goalie was net. You kind of think they're going to fold, but every time the Oilers were going to get dump the puck in the zone, there were two Coyotes immediately on one Oiler battling on the boards. The Oilers, were, it seemed like they were never able to recover the dump-ins. They were having trouble putting pressure on the Coyotes' defense. The Coyotes were uh, very physical. Their sticks were getting in lanes. Uh, the Oilers really had a tough time making passes, creating opportunities, I thought, uh, for long, long stretches. And then you would just see, at the end of the period, that skill come out, and you would see that. 200 foot pass from Leon Drside or Ryan Eugene Hopkins the stuff of legend right mm,
0: chef's kiss and hey Zach I do want to interrupt you because Chad no, go ahead. Chad is helping out a lot tonight yes we guys we are we are loopy why sh- why is the light goal anything other than Mick 60. thank you
1: Chad for saving our bacon <laughs> yeah jeez what are we thinking? I am delirious. I'm running on like three hours of sleep. Been up since 6 a.m. It's now midnight. We've got to get up at 6 a.m. again tomorrow. So we'll we're gonna start like button. we're gonna power through. But yeah, let's talk about the overtime. Let's talk about the overtime. So uh Ryan Nugent Hopkins again, the nuge, the year of Nuge having his baby. The guy's a legend. He's p- playing up to that first overall pick status. He's a- f- playing phenomenal. Best hockey you've seen for Ryan Hopkins. Ties the game. And we get it to overtime. The Oilers can't convert on the power play. or I mean, before overtime, you know, finish off the game in regulation. Anyways, overtime. Uh, I don't know how Arizona, I think Bouchard, like, gives them the puck accidentally. And then they... Early on, yeah. Yeah, and and then they just kind of sustain this, like, soft pressure. These Those puck-ragging losers. Nothing (laughs) makes me more upset in overtime on a team playing the Oilers. Just sits back and does this stupid long cycle until McDavid and Drysdale get off the ice. And I was getting worried because the Coyotes did that for a solid minute, minute and a half. And I'm like, shit, they're going to go off the ice. Kane and Hyman are going to come on and the Coyotes are going to end up getting a lucky break or lucky goal. And Oils also got a really lucky break early on in overtime too. And then Nick Schmaltz got called offside, right? Because that have yeah. been a break. Because Stuart Skinner did not have a fantastic game by any means. It was, it was a really rough night for Stuart Skinner, really rough night. Across the board. I mean,
0: th- there are some that are, you can chalk it up to defensemen not being in positions, Skinner not being in positions, but, Oh, by by and far like the entire team tonight was on a little bit of a lull and with the exception of 97 who's just always got the boots going everyone else seemed like they were taking a little bit of an extra second to register their next move they're just not moving the boots as quick i think yeah. leon especially started to ramp it up towards the end of the game yeah oh or yeah early on early well, on
1: dude some of the passes so leon makes that fantastic pass to uh to ryan in it in, in the end of the third period and then yeah. somehow one ups himself and i don't know if it's going to be on the highlight reels because it wasn't necessarily the pass that led directly to the goal he passes on the back end falling down like 80 feet to Connor mcdavid for the breakaway mcdavid outweighs Connor ingram hits it off the post i'm so sad. I think that's it. That's no Mix 60 tonight. It's over. The Coyotes are going back down and scoring. And then somehow, someway, the Oilers dry sidled, working so hard, recovers a puck back to McDavid, goes to the exact same move this time. Cannot be fooled. Beats Beats Ingram, beats the post in the net. Game ends. Mix 60. Dry, what, had four points tonight?
0: Oh, it was a good night for Dry sidle. I mean,
1: on the score it, sheet, but on the score of,
0: sheet, is... but it looked bad.
1: Yes. It, he was lumbering around. I thought there were just, there were like, it was, it was something I would say, like brain farts. Like, that's what I it would, I, I would equate this too. If you go and watch the highlights, of the goals, you can just like and you key in on individual players, whether it be nurse, whether it be CC, whether it be Leon, Yamamoto, whoever, you're just like, what are you doing? Like <laughs> make the easy play, make the simple pass, get the puck out here. You know, there was yeah. always an opportunity. These are, these were very avoidable goals. Uh, yeah. And again, Stuart Skinner. I know early on he didn't have a lot of shots uh. so he, those opportunities were coming really spaced apart he's getting cold he's getting whatever but that the, that's something that might, might happen in the playoffs right that's not really an excuse for playing like that And he definitely would like to have at least one or two of those back for sure
0: look if here's why we love Skinner so much right goalies are beloved because they make the big saves and sometimes some of those big saves come because they're out of position or something like that so they do a little flail skinner's not that kind of goalie skinner makes the big saves when he's already in position it looks like he just can't be beat he's not like a dominic Kashuk where he has to flop around a lot right um but tonight let's go over all the goals that arizona got in first off um jj moser right got a great little backdoor tap in from michelli to start that was on on a penalty kill so uh it's tough to pin that one. Not only was it a five on four, it, it was more of a five on well, three.
1: There were three Coyotes, essentially uncontested in front of the net. DeJarney, you're eight feet tall, at least tie up one of them. Ideally, the guy who's going to tap in the goal, but like make, make it hard to get that pass off, do something. You're, 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 you know, standing like guy could dunk on an NBA level net, like tie up someone. And he kind of had, a, that's another brain fart that I would point to, right? Like, then you had also on that play, I believe it was this goal. It was Kane who went for the drop pass on the neutral zone, was late getting back into the zone. So it's just a number of brain farts, right? And
0: that's what opened up Michelli, right? Michelli yeah. had a whole bunch of open ice on the near side boards. So he's going to take it. He's going to draw a lot of attention his way. And Skinner, you got to respect him because... Any guy has a wicked shot in the NHL. So you respect him. You try and hold tight to that post, cut off the angle, and that opens you up to a little backdoor tapping. And I, you're right, like, Deharnay, if you're able to tie a guy up, and he, he was doing that later in the game, it's just that in that sequence of events, he's caught kind of in this no man's land of where, where do I look, who am I holding back, who am I defending?
1: Yeah. They were not sharp. Like, I think that's the best way you could put it that like the, there was a lack of sharpness throughout the lineup from top to bottom. I'm sure if you went up to Connor McDavid, even though he had two goals and Dugan Hopkins had two goals, I'm sure they would all tell you that they could play significantly better. And this is kind of how they've been playing. If you look back the game against Seattle, it was kind of this, like Seattle was getting pressure. They probably allowed a little too much. Oh my God. Who was the last game against? How am I blanking Uh, on it? San Jose. Yeah. And it was even the same (laughs) kind of thing in the San Jose game, right? Like, they weren't as sharp as they possibly could be now yeah. again you're playing a long stretch of not pl- teams not in the playoffs even in Seattle it's kind of, i feel like it's a little bit tougher to get up for that game like but you have coming up saturday you got vegas saturday night at home in edmonton if you yeah. have want any hope at uh home ice advantage in the playoffs you're going to have to need you need to be the Vegas Golden Knights in regulation, right? So that's a game where I think you'll see that sharpness, that quickness, that pace, that intensity that the players need to play with.
0: Well, and if you look at it, yes, Vegas and LA have one game in hand against Edmonton, but Edmonton is four points back Mm. from Vegas right now for top in the division. So you're playing Vegas twice. Those are four point games. It's very easily within reason that you could climb up to the pacific first spot so it's hard to say that that is a priority nowadays it looks like this team is just trying to coast into the playoffs not sustain any injuries because we know how bad it is when you have one of your star players injured because we played like that last playoffs but Honestly, you you got to put some entertainment factor into these games still. Points are still out there for grabs. I mean, by no means is Seattle buried in the dust. Seattle can oh, still no. easily come up from behind here and, and grab a win. Yep. So, gotta uh, keep let's, winning, though. Gotta keep winning, gotta keep going for it. And you're right, I'm sure if you ask any Oilers players in the dressing room, they'll say it wasn't the best game, but oh, yeah. it was... It was a win in the end. So, same Mm -hmm. as last game. (laughs) If if this outcome was different, if we took an L, just mm -hmm. like last game, it would be way more disappointing. But... Well, the reason I say
1: that is just I remember watching McDavid's comments this morning. He said, like, I haven't been happy with the last couple of games that we played, right? Like, he's like, we're winning, but our hockey could be much better. And I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember the quote off the top of my head, but it was something along those lines. And you just watch this game tonight, the way it went and, you know, going down at multiple points in the game and coming back at the absolute last second. And, you know, you do have like Connor Ingram also played a really good game. Uh, If we look at the high danger chances, the Oilers generated 12 high danger chances. Uh, to Arizona's six so yeah like it was not a good game like I'm pretty sure the Oilers yeah they were they were 87% on the deserve to win a meter they pretty much controlled a lot of the expected goals like Connor Ingram did have a really good night Uh, in terms of expected goals the worst oiler on the night tonight was uh, Evander Kane the CC and Nurse pairing definitely also had a really tough night rough but, night and yeah you
0: know what that's that's later on to the game it was it's especially bad for CC because near the end of the game, I can count so many chances that were just at his expense almost like he was just caught puck watching, not really covering guys sitting in front of the net, not really doing much um, early on. I mean, we're not hating on him, but we have to point out Bush on the second goal did get his pocket picked led yeah. to a, a a nice little uh, goal by Keller as it was a beauty, beauty but well, Skinner Skinner maybe wants to have yeah. that one but you can't really pin it on him he's he's yeah, in I- alone against
1: yeah again uh, and, and yes that was a mistake by evan bouchard ideally you don't make that mistake but again i thought bouchard like bouchard had a r- insane post the goal light guy thought it was in the goal lights came on and again coyotes on a power play also hit two posts right there yeah. this game could have gone a number of ways but you want i really really want to hammer in the credit that that keller schmaltz big line deserves because they were causing chaos like i did not as someone who does not watch the arizona coyotes a lot who i no yeah, exactly uh, there was <laughs> one guy in the chat i saw it said he was a coyotes fan but um no like they were so impressive i genuinely was worried going into overtime because you think well, it's the coyotes who are they gonna is travis boyd gonna get a, bu- a highlight real goal on him no schmaltz and keller th- they are some elite players there those guys are stars and Man, those guys could cook, and they cooked the others. They definitely they played a really solid game for the most part, and I was really, really impressed. So, kudos to those guys. Now, again, the difference is they're not surrounded by nearly the same team that Edmonton support. is. And yeah, they come off the ice, and all of a sudden, Edmonton's getting grade A after grade A. But I was I, I enjoyed watching that Clayton Keller line because it, it's, it's 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 always fun when there's another team that has that guy that makes you clench a little bit. They're like, oh. I don't, oh man, they gotta be careful of that guy. Like you and I like seeing when talent. Like I, as much as I respect greatness, love watching Connor McDavid. I like when the other team can throw something out there. I don't want to just watch San Jose and um, <laughs> even Lorenz take us to town. So yeah, no, I, I enjoyed yeah. that. I was I was pleasantly surprised with the play of a uh, Clayton Keller. Uh, that initials. line, even exp- JJ Moser, man. Even JJ Moser was
0: impressive too. And I I thought you know what on on the back end valamaki what a what a resurgence for his career right like he's he's holding his own against top top lines on other teams
1: oh yeah he valamaki played good i think cost caught him with a really good hit early on in the game and that kind that definitely wobbled him but no like again that, that coyotes team super underrated again when i heard yeah. they were six two and two in the last 10 i was blown away because i man i'm so hyper focused on others i do not pay attention that much to other teams and what's going on with them and i was shocked that they were that good and after watching this game tonight like they're getting goaltending they have salvageable defense and they do have some players that can make you look stupid especially if you underestimate them which i think a lot of just like i did i think the oilers did and i think a lot of other people did uh again now i'm not saying that won't be an issue saturday i don't think the Oilers are going to underestimate the vegas Golden Knights, but wise kyle wants to go how about that first goal svp was uh open for that mcdavid bank shot deposit no that first goal was Disgusting. Those goals where he does something outrageous Three. on st- that are just like so stupid that he hits the goalie in the back of the mask <laughs> and it goes in. And he just you're like oh man, like just the intensity or like the way that he celebrates. Like, yeah, I just did that. I know exactly what I was trying to do. That wasn't a freak accident. Oh my god, the swagger. I don't even want to call it swagger. I feel like that's cringe, but like the the balls on that guy, like just next level, next level.
0: It is Connor McDavid's game, and we're all just playing in it, right? Like, the the dude, here's what's scary, right? He's already been touted as a generational superstar, and he keeps getting better. Like, every offseason, he comes back, and he's got a couple more tricks up his sleeve. It's incredible. So, obviously, huge night for McDavid, but, you know, going through the rest of the, the goals here um we already talked about the the sauce from dry sidle voted best player uh best passer in the nhl by his peers
1: yes yeah and and dry sidle voted best passer but the guy who everyone wants on their team scored again got a hammer at home i know i feel like we're undervaluing this achievement but it's almost midnight and again running on three hours of sleep so i apologize But make 60. We all want him to get 60. He hit 60. There's still 10 games left on the schedule. How far does he go now? Now, if he hits 61, he passes Austin Matthews. If he hits 65, he ties Alex Ovechkin. If he hits 66, he has the most goals ever by a forward in the salary cap era. Can he hit 70? That's 10 goals in 10 games. That's a tall task, a tough order. If there's any human on the planet who can do it, it's Connor McDavid. That's the case. Like,
0: honestly, it's, you know, the guys are going to try and pass to McDavid as much as possible in these coming games, right? Obviously, Mm -hmm. Vegas is a different story. You don't want to be doing that in the Vegas and L.A. games. You just want to try and beat those guys because very likely you're going to be playing them on the way to the Stanley Cup, right? So, it's the games against Arizona, Anaheim, San Jose. Those are the ones where hey, maybe you want to be able to feed a couple extra to McDavid, get him the puck, you know, tap in a couple of goals for him cuz it it's it would be historic, right? If we got to Mick 70. Eric and chat Mick 69 would be very nice, nice.
1: Yes. No, it but, would be it would be hilarious, but I wanted to see him achieve these great heights. I want to see 155 points. I think I'm almost more excited for like the point totals because that hasn't been done before. Now he yeah. did it faster than Austin Matthews, which I'm sure I haven't checked Twitter. There's going to be a million Oilers fans adding the Leafs and like we stole your boy Hyman and we have a better goal scorer than you, you idiots, you idiots, bolts and six. Um, <laughs> But yeah anyways it's it's pretty it's funny to you're see. loopy man you're i know loopy. i know but um no yeah it's they they got you know kerfoot yarn crook matthews on their first line and i'm pretty sure Connor mcdavid has more points than both of them in the last all three of those guys combined over the last two seasons uh just this year in 70 games so no it's or 72 games no it's mcdavid is uh, i don't know god level like i don't know what point it becomes weird just saying all this crazy stuff about him but yeah, but here, here's the case say.
0: now right let's say we we got mc60 we got to mc60 yes it's mc61 62 i think that's pretty safe right
1: guaranteed guaranteed what
0: a what do you think about game management now obviously game management isn't a thing in up the nhl him.
1: up to him <laughs> if mcdavid so, came to you tomorrow and, and I, i'm sorry i cut you off to you can't finish yours but if he came to you tomorrow and said i'm done till the playoffs He's done to the playoffs. If he says I want to play every last game, he plays every last game. He is does whatever he wants. So you you
0: can count in the two Vegas games, the two LA games, and the Colorado game, right? Those are probably locks. Not, not only because McDavid can't sit out for like a month <laughs> of time, right? He has to play some hockey. So yeah. there are a couple of games for sure. But mullet arena arizona do you do you call on him do you just let him enjoy the sun a no, little bit no
1: he no he, uh, the only games that he would be game managed for things this isn't basketball again I, uh, do i yeah. think game management is smart and healthy and uh good for players in the long run yeah absolutely i do but that's a whole different thing the way the nhl works No player is sitting out. They might sit out that last game against Vancouver if he's already passed that 155 or that 70. If there is a milestone for McDavid or San Jose, excuse me. Uh, If there is a milestone for McDavid to hit, he will not be sitting out. Uh, They're going to want to go into the playoffs hot. Um, I think, yeah, like I'm not even really worried as much about McDavid. Like they're going to pick up their game. It's the guys like. If Andrew Kane tonight, I thought had a really tough game in terms of the puck, just not being able to find anyone to stick on passes, puck bouncing. So he's someone who I'd be more uh, paying attention to. Does he want game management? Does he um? Does he want to sit a few games? Does he want to just keep playing it out? Uh, see what happens there. But no, like I Absolutely. think I think it's all about the milestones of the McDavid as much as he says that he doesn't care. He's like on the verge of what does he have? One hundred thirty eight, one hundred thirty nine points now, something like that. Um, he had yeah, I mean tonight. So, he's he's a hundred percent
0: in the control of his own fate. Like like Woody's not going to be the one to suggest it. The one reason why you know we've seen Hyman take a couple of games off on, just for undisclosed reason.
1: On, so up? yeah, so hold on. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to read. How do the Oilers keep this monster and not win anything from a nuts fan? Well, it's very easy. Go look at the go find a Oilers lines tweet from 2017-18 and go look at the top line of Alex Chase on Connor McDavid, Ty Raddy, Milan Lucic, Leon Dreisaitl, Dominic. Cahoon, I don't know. Again, <laughs> the Oilers had like three players and no one else. That's what happens in Peter Shirelli is your GM and Ken Holland early on. And we could get into that, but obviously it's not Connor McDavid's fault. He's surrounded by a bunch of dumb fucks. But like uh and then Adam Lee. He only has to play three more games after the season. I mean, if they get swept, that's play four, but sure. Math clearly is not your strong suit, but I'll, I'll allow it. And I highly doubt, I'd knock on wood, I actually don't want to make any club predictions because I'm not a jinx. Um, it's, a, it's
0: a late night, we're, we're feeding the trolls. Um, yeah. I, I,
1: I like going back and forth, and then 200 points and no cup to drink from. Well, I'm sure he has many cups in his house. I watched his GQ house tour, it was beautiful, it was stunning. I'm sure he's <laughs> you, nice, I'm sure he drinks from gold goblets every night.
0: I, you sure, man? Actually, I don't know if McShaven has any cups looking at it. His his computer's unplugged in his office.
1: No, I mean, yeah, but that's what you do. That's what you <laughs> start Staging a house, you put them in your cabinets. I'm I'm sure he goes down to Restoration Hardware and orders the nicest cups they got. I bet you those cups are a thousand dollars a piece that that guy has. So in, in the long run, who's drinks really from laughing? a
0: goblet? Yeah, Dude's exactly. A God,
1: like, exactly, exactly. I I th- again again. It's not <laughs> Connor McDavid's fault. He's surrounded by idiots if you I think you was what the fifth highest points per game in the playoffs of all time and the guy who's in third is on his team it's leon Drysadel. their playoff performers they destroyed the kings they did stuff to the flames and i'm will get it, my job taken away off of the Re- reset the
0: franchise
1: yeah exactly they literally broke the flames they set that franchise <laughs> back 40 years that there should be 30 for 30s on that series I can't wait till Bob Stoffer writes a book. And then they (laughs) lost to one of the best teams in the salary cap era, the Colorado Avalanche. Like no one was beating that team. Kale McCarr was on another level. They were on a mission. They had Nazem Kadri. The Colorado Avalanche got worse from last year to this year. The Edmonton Oilers got better. I'm not saying it's a foregone conclusion at all. The Oilers clearly have their faults like every other team in the league. But i I'm putting my money on Connor McDavid. I'm putting my money on the Edmonton Oilers. I well
0: spoken. 10, well yeah. spoken. And hey, a little bit of a men's in chat. Adam, uh, as a NUX fan, no cups here. Hey, mm-hmm. it's all in good fun. It's all a good time here in uh, game over Edmonton. Uh, One player I wanted to bring up uh, again, because we touched on it briefly, but Nuge, another huge game tonight. Two goals, Um but... More impressively, like, we could have three players that have 100 points. Like, Nuge is 14 points away. 10 games, 14 points. You got to believe me. If If Connor McDavid is on the ice and they're feeding him the puck to try to get him to make 70... I'm not sure if he's actually doing it. He might be passing, making another beeline pass straight to Nuge, trying to get him to hundred points. Yeah.
1: I think that'll be, I remember in the, in the, what was it, in the bubble when they were playing Vancouver and McDavid was like 96 points and it was hockey night in Canada against Vancouver. And they were on the power play, just making sure Connor McDavid got a touch on the puck every single time. He got four points against the Canucks to get like 150 games or whatever, 51 games or something. So Yeah, they're going to do that. But again, that kind of those kind of milestone things, those come when you have, you know, your spot, you know, where you're sitting in the standings, your home ice or you're you have like third in the division secured. uh, You can't move up or down. And then all of the kind of fun. And we saw early on and actually something I wanted to talk about. The game started. Uh, with a little bit of a line mix-up, at least on the defense. like Woodcroft went, he was trying something else, because we've all been yelling and screaming, and I, and we kind of went off on a million so I know we're doing this, let's do one more. sure he's trying to have one more serious thing about the game. Uh, we all kind of talk about, cool, uh, CC Nurse, not working. CC Nurse, not working. And we saw when they were together later on in the game that it wasn't working. Uh, Woodcroft tried to go away from it. He went Kulak-CC, kept Echo and Bouchard together, and was rotating Deharnay and Broberg on the right side with Nurse. Now, Early on, when I noted, and maybe this is just an eye test, so this isn't 100% accurate, but what I saw, I was like, okay, it looks like the chemistry between those guys is a little out of whack. And that's kind of weird to say when we've all been complaining so much about Nurse and CeCe. You see, like, the, the, they seems like they're in the wrong spot to receive the pass from the other, their partner. And it just seemed like it was choppy. It's the play between the defensemen when they weren't, when they were flipped like that.
0: As an example from tonight, right? Like the the third goal for the Coyotes, uh, CeCe was, if you just look at the, the snippet of the goal itself, right? CeCe was unable to, to recognize the situation, attack Hayton, who was making his way into the blue paint, right? So he's kind of frozen in that spot. And he's not taking out that guy. At the same time, he isn't aware of the situation going on behind him. Doesn't see Keller coming in, getting ready and set up for that tap in. But that all starts from CeCe having to cover two guys. Nurse, if you zoom out a couple seconds back, zoom, zoom out onto the ice and rewind it a couple seconds earlier, Nurse, you can see him on the half boards just very slowly. He's not hustling at all to get back into position, just like a one glide, a one stride in. That's, that's just an awful pairing. And I don't yeah. know why we went back to it in, in the end of the game. Well- um,
1: I, I think that was Woodcroft kind of, it's kind of like, okay, I panic and I throw out McDry, right? He panicked. Mm. I don't even want to use the word panic because you're playing the Arizona Coyotes, but you went, Oh my God, I'm down in the other defense pairing after five shifts isn't working. I'm going back to what I know, what I trust, even if you, the fans don't really trust it that much. So what I think will be interesting to see is if it's something that he goes back to against Vegas early on, if he goes and tries that out again, tries rotating the partners to see if you can get a, a little bit more chemistry and a little bit more familiarity from, other guys um or does he just say you know what it is what it is i've stuck with these all year i'm sticking with these through thick and thin and i'm gonna live by the sword and die by the sword and nurse and cc <laughs> it is right so i think it'll be very telling to see what he does with the lines or the defense pairings i should say
0: i i have faith in woody it's it's not the dave tippet era he's not afraid of mixing things up a little uh mm-hmm. what i love to see was to close out the the third period right um we saw Eckholm and Deharnay together they were just two big guys able to take away time and space uh, get sticks into lanes and stop the Coyotes because at the end of the third
1: period the Coyotes were
0: still buzzing like they were buzzing hard last
1: 30 seconds again I said this but I'm like I just get it to overtime guys Keller looked dangerous Stu made a decent save on Keller where he kind of pitched it up against the post and I was like oh my god did Keller just get a hat trick Did (laughs) did he just tie the game that late Thank God uh, Stu did make a save and um, yeah, no, uh, I hopefully another thing for Vegas going to hopefully I would go back to Stu. I do not trust. Yeah. I don't trust Jack against the Vegas Golden Knights at this moment in time. I apologize, West Kyle. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, you kind of go back to Stu next week early on against or you go to Jack against Arizona next week yeah. on Monday. I'm but,
0: fine with that.
1: Yeah, because you have another Vegas game right after us back to back.
0: Exactly. So, like, I think I'm 100% in agreement. Saturday. So you got today, Thursday, to to go into it. Uh, Friday and and then Saturday to rest up. So three days of rest. It's good enough for Stuart Skinner. Um, Arizona on Monday. Throw Campbell in. I mean, if you lose a game at Mullet, wow, fine. Uh, hopefully you do win a game there <laughs> hopefully wise Kyle I trust Jack put our faith in Jack hopefully Campbell will be able to lock it down in mullet Arena um and then you're right on Tuesday right afterwards the back to back go to Stewart Skinner against Vegas again yeah yeah it, it's a no brainer now we know who the number 1 goalie is uh, in town and the Oilers better hope better pray that Stewart Skinner stays healthy throughout this uh, end of the season and into the playoffs
1: Oh, yeah, and there was one other thing. I see people talking about Ekholm in the chat. There was a play in the third period when the Nugent Hopkins dressed up a Yamma, uh, Yamamoto line were putting on pressure, and Ekholm and Bouchard, the plays that they were making to keep the puck in, the the Deeks on the blue line and the walking of the blue line and the switching sides was so impressive, and I cannot remember a time in my Life watching the Oilers, where we had a defensive pair that was capable of moving the puck and the skills that they have that these guys do. Like it was just unbelievable. Every time you think, oh no, he's going to cough it up on the blue line, Evan Bouchard just pulls some wizardry out of his hat to keep the puck on his stick, right? And Ekholm yeah. just the exact same thing, but just steadier, older, and more physical. Awesome. It- and
0: how about that, like, how about a vote of confidence from Eckholm, right? There was the quote uh, earlier on, second intermission, I think it was, where clearly Eckholm, just to paraphrase, said to Bouchard, hey, keep doing what you do. If you make a mistake, that's fine. Keep yeah. doing it. It's good to try rely on me i'll bail you out right i love that what a vote of confidence from the grizzled veteran um i know it is past midnight now 1202 so uh let's let's end it off here yeah, um, wrap it up. <laughs> we uh, sorry about the shorter stream tonight it is it is still over half an hour thankfully uh oh, yeah. but uh chat it's been amazing chatting with you guys i think zach there's only one stick tap tonight right Yes, and I
1: agree. You say who it is, though.
0: Well, that's oh, mix. Yes.
1: Okay, go. you say. It, well,
0: that's mix sixty, right? That's the stick tap you for can tonight.
1: Tell how tired I am because I had <laughs> no clue who you were talking about. It. Then it clicked in my head, and you could see it in real time. Click in my head. Uh, oh
0: boy. Well, it's uh it's an Oilers W, and we take it any way we can. It's just a great way to end it with mix sixty in overtime. Next game, as we mentioned, is Saturday, March 25th against the Vegas Golden Knights. It's an 8 p.m. puck drop. Thankfully, it's not on TNT in the U.S., so hopefully it'll be more like 8:10 10 puck drop. Uh, Zach, you're doing that game alone.
1: I am. I guess I am. All right. So, yeah, <laughs> I will see you guys there. Uh, come join me. Come hang out. I know it's Saturday night. You guys probably have a bunch of stuff you want to do, whether you catch a show after on your after, your, you know, in the cab on the way home from the bar or you just want to hang out at home and join me on the post-game show, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely going to be a fantastic game. Uh, it'll be I, a... Can't, I cannot wait. This could be very telling in terms of what's going to happen in the playoffs. So it's hey, going to be intense.
0: It'll be an intense show either way. You know, win or lose against Vegas. I'm sure you're going to have a lot to say uh that's it for us tonight signing off from edmonton and calgary it is 1204 have a good night guys and uh zach
1: let's play the baby.
0: baby good night game over powered by sports interaction canada sports book